and welcome to the Acolytes of Merlin, where we will be discussing and concluding the fifth book to the Wheel of Time, The Fires of Heaven. We're your hosts, John. And Johnny. And there are quite a lot of different climaxes to cover here um, to deal with uh, Rand's uh, surprise two climaxes and uh, then some other stuff as well. But those are the two main things. Yes. Uh, let's just go. Do you want to just go like chronologically? Sure. So just a, a slight recap. We are um, about to start the this uh, battle in Kyrian, um, where both uh, Rand and Kuladin uh, are attempting to uh, gain control of the city, and the uh, Kyrian and military and uh the tyran soldiers that he has called up from tier because that's the city he already controls ran that is um are caught in the middle and don't like each other and yet they need to uh fight all against yeah, cooperate uh, against cool co- cooperate against cool yeah. yeah and his cronies <laughs> so what, what do you think of the battle uh it was really cool. My favorite part of the Kyrian battle was probably Rand. So at one point early on, or almost before the battle proper starts, Rand and Rand, Avienda, and Egwene. Or I guess they might cut back to them, but they're basically channeling on top of this tower that they had kind of makeshift tower they had created. And they're just using battle magic and just like <laughs> mini nuking the Kuladin's army, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, and there's even that. It's it, it is cool. Uh, there's even the moment where um, the uh, Shido are trying to get into the uh, past the city walls and are almost succeeding, and then random channels lightning at just that area, and he hits. He yes, hits his own right, people, right. and he's just like, I have to. They can't. I can't let them get over. Um, so that's a little sad. Um, but it shows that Rand can do that now. He has the ability um, emotionally. I mean, <laughs> yeah. There's yeah, because um, he presumably has had at least the potential for that since probably book three. Yeah. Um. But yeah. When he just he he killed that whole um uh group of who were probably dark friends in that yeah book. and it's always kind of it's kind of i'm not sure ambiguous. we're supposed to know for sure yeah i don't know but yeah um, um well the, yeah that was cool um it is notable in that like well jordan can really get you into a battle scene Yes. He chooses not to here. Mm-hmm. It's uh, them from a distance channeling at them, and there then there is very little up-close action, um, usually to do with um, Matt, from Matt's point of view. And speaking of Matt, um, the stuff that he goes through here is my favorite part of the sequence. It's interesting because I, I thought it was, I thought it was cool, but like I didn't, it wasn't quite as exciting for me as the channeling was just because that was kind of new. And 
what would have made the mat stuff what would have made would would have kind of catapulted the Matt stuff over as if they had actually shown him killing Kooladin. That so yeah, Matt um is the one to kill Kooladin. They run into each other and he um just managed he gets this chest wound that could have been his heart and that was probably just his luck. Um yes. and his luck totally saved him there. Um and yeah, I I think most people would agree, and myself included, that that should have been in there, and it would have been a really excellent, like like Jordan was leaving out a lot. He shouldn't have left that out. And, and for me, if it, it's interesting, because different authors choose to do different things with battle scenes. So Mar- Martin has a mix. George R. R. Martin does a mix of showing you battles and like getting really into it, and then just kind of completely just showing you the before and after. So he gets, he's kind of a good the mix. The final phase of the Blackwater was skipped yes, over, wasn't it? That's right. I think I haven't, it's been a long time since I actually read the books. But, um, and then Sanderson is very much a generally blow by, if not blow by blow, you get a very, you see the most of the entirety of like a, at least the major battles. Yeah, I can't think of, uh, can you think of anything that he's skipped over? Not it, it, not in terms of things that like you're like wait why didn't he show that type of stuff? No. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's the stuff that's major enough. Yeah, and so I and essentially kind of with the and I guess that's kind of why this battle doesn't feel quite as impactful to me is because he, he is because he does kind of skip over a lot of the battle part and. and now it's also overshadowed by like what comes next, but we'll get there in <laughs> a, a minute. But oh, I mean, again, it's cool. I, I guess the reason I was not as satisfied as I could have been is because the whole book is this is the conversation that the book is really leading up to. Yes, like with basically Rand's group chasing Kooladin across Randland to get to Kyrian. This is really kind of like, like, the Camelon fight happens, but like, as a result of stuff that happens in this book, but like, the Kyrian is really kind of like what it's leading up to. Mm-hmm. And to, it, it, it was kind of dissatisfying to not see more of that. Yes. Um, though there was just a, a general environment of conflict around there and it, and it, uh, well served the, um, you know, the the channelers and and Rand in particular, just being distant from it. It was just Mm -hmm. distant. Um, Yes. And though it, it didn't get too much into it, um, maybe because of pacing considerations, he, he didn't want to slow things down too much. Um, even with Matt, um, who was closer to the action, they didn't. Uh, get, he, he, Jordan didn't get into as much detail. Oh, I um, see what you mean. Yeah, because uh, as he does, I think the last the last time that we had a battle, would it have been two rivers? Oh, oh yes, it would. Like a yes, larger it would have been, scale battle. It would have been two rivers. Instead of rising. Yes. Yeah. It would have been two rivers, but. That was really fast. And I honestly don't remember being immersed in it. What I was thinking of was the stone. The battle in the stone. Oh, of yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that had the most immediate. Regardless. Well, well and the, this, the stone of tear kind of sequence is, is different because 
it's a little different because it's not so much two here's two opposing forces that have been on like a warp like that have been gearing up to fight the whole book as opposed to like well and I think it's the best version of this type of climax here's where all of our characters plot lines have kind of uh and are kind of at their end point so to speak for the book you mean in Kyrian? Sorry, uh, in the stone, in in Dragon Reborn. I wasn't talking about in Dragon Reborn. Actually, I was talking about the, the beginning of Shadow Rising. Oh, oh, okay. I see. Where Either you're... or, it doesn't yeah. Matter. Well, no, that one was be- that one's better for this comparison because it's more of an actual battle, mm-hmm. or at least you. See, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I mean, that's, yeah, I, I mean, a, a little more, um, maybe he thought that, uh, the intensity would have been too much considering that Camelin was coming. That's, that's true. And so it was like, this is, this is not the climax, as it turns out, this is not the climax, so I'm going to spread it out a bit. So that it acts as, you know, it's, it's detailed because it's an important battle. Cause as you said, the book's been leading up to it, yes. but it's not like, boom, this is it. This is the climax. Cause it's not. No. And, and that is true. And I, I, it's not that he ha- you have to show everything in a battle sequence, but it, it would have been nice to get a little more of like, this is kind of like, I don't know. I, I just would have. I'm just a nerd for that stuff, so it would have been cool to have a little more of the, like, this is what troop movements are kind of looking like. Or, like, especially mm-hmm. if Matt's the perfect character to kind of do that with. Exactly. Um, and you get a little bit of it with him kind of strategizing, but mm-hmm. then it, it usually cuts. If I'm remembering correctly, it would often cut, like, before they would have the, conf- the actual, like, confrontation part of the battle or whatever. Uh, and you mean in different parts of the coverage yes. of the battle? Yes. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, but I'm glad you brought up, um, Matt's strategizing because his entire, his entire sequence, um, here is just, I, I find really important because it's, it's 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 the most important thing we've seen for his character so far. Yes, he is Ran, he is now Rand's main lieutenant. <laughs> like our, our, he's he's Rand's battle commander. Well, that's his that's his you know kind of his plot positioning. I'm talking about his the development of his character. Oh, and choosing to like help them. Yes. Okay. Because yeah. what's what's significant is that. Um, both, you know, both Perrin and Matt have experienced the, the connection with Rand and the pulling. Yes. And, and Perrin, like, and stuff. Perrin just barely gets away from the, That's to, right, but... from, from, uh, Rand's pull. Um, and then Matt has been struggling because it throughout a lot of this book, Matt could have run off and done whatever because he has no obligation to anybody. Um, and for the most part, he's like, he gets pulled back. By by the Taviran pull, and that's yes. just you know that's kind of happenstance, and that doesn't have to do with his character. Well, that's George, true. 
for this moment, Jordan very explicitly started the whole thing with saying He's trying to he run doesn't. Away. No, no, no. He doesn't feel that pull right now. Oh, so I that think, okay. means that everything that he decides is all about him, and Jordan doesn't let that pull get in the way. That's a good point. I yeah, I, I didn't quite remember that detailing, but that is a good point in that it's his, basically it's his decision. Uh-huh. Exa- yes, yeah. exactly. And it kind of illustrates the because all of the all of the boys um <laughs> experience needing to take on responsibility. Yes. Perrin is extremely reluctant. Yes, he, um, he, he's the most he's the most deliberative about it. Like his mm-hmm. Matt is reluctant, but like he, it's not like he's it's not like most of his POV is him pondering like what he should or shouldn't do. It's usually mm-hmm. like I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. I, I need to get away. Ah, forget it. I'll just go do it anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I guess I have to go do it yeah. anyways. And then Rand is just like super intense about doing it once then he's it's all in his head that's the difference that i see with with matt it actually to me comes across as the most genuine embrace of of responsibility responsibility Hmm. because i'm trying to think of how to say this rand and perrin are both wrestling like they they resist it ran because it's because like what do i do here and parent because he's he's always been scared of his own which is interesting yes but it always made me think okay they really do keep thinking about it though which means that they are despite they have might have reservations but they are still ready to to uh embrace it in their own way because yes. they, they, they have their minds fixated yep. on it, um, which says to me that Matt d- does more to overcome his own obstacle to responsibility because he is distinctly anti-responsibility as a philosophy. No, that that's a really good point. But his but his he's still a hero and that comes through. Because he's just like, oh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll just, I'll just warn them that I see this Aiel ambush, and then I'll run. And yeah, I'll just, I'll just right. do this thing, then and then I'll go. And it's not again; it's not about Tavir and Paul anymore. It's no, about, it's I, I can't let these men just die, just, just die. get slaughtered. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's a good point. Yeah, no, that's that is good character stuff for sure. Oh, uh, see, and that's. A, a lot of a lot of this going through, and since it's my first time through, it's kind of the, I'm not picking up on all of those types of things. Uh huh. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but but no, that is a good point about yeah. Because obviously, Rand doesn't really have any character stuff in this battle. <laughs> like it's big. Or let me. I guess that's not true. I guess because you had he had the lightning moment with the yeah. wall. Well, he had the lightning, and then um, he had. Um, oh, doesn't he? Just Thru- throughout, yeah, throughout this entire thing, he um, wants to go get cool again, doesn't he? Well, yes, there's that, and it's well, it's, it's all about uh, him and the maidens, kind of. So yeah. it's it, the, the maidens are like, okay, you need to not like 
diminish your own importance by just going after, just going, just running straight mm. into the battle because you're not immune to sharp, pointy things. <laughs> and, um, and then, and then, but you need to go after Rav, later, it's you need to go after Ravine because, obviously, because you're the only one who can take him on. So yes. obviously you should do that, but let someone else take care of this. No, that, that makes sense. And then of course yeah. there's his, again, there's, <sighs> I, I can't, can't I can't watch a yeah. woman die. I can't be responsible for a woman dying. Yeah. Um, which, um, it is, 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 well, it's all of the boys. It, it is. It's ran more so than the others. It's, Cause it's, well, it's either or slash and ran more so than the others. And more to the point, he it's it's a problem for him more often. He runs into yes, that more often. The, the only one like Matt and Parent don't have maidens right, following him. No, like they, they they don't have female warriors whose job is to sole purpose is to protect him from people that want to kill him. That's right. Um, I mean, like, a bit short sighted on his part. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Once he got the IEL ball rolling, though, the the culture just oh, wouldn't stop. It, so yeah, he 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 may be the car car, but as they keep as they continually remind him, the car car is not a king. He is not. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, but that's no that that is and because parent has Fayil. But like that, Huey doesn't like getting hurt, but hit with his stuff. But it's and it's also not to the. Ex, it just but that's but that's your wife. Yeah, you it's, know? yeah, yeah. So there's like other things that and like Matt doesn't really have. I don't. He doesn't have a whole lot of female. I mean, stuff he, well, yeah, he's no, now. he does. He doesn't get. He still doesn't like to to see women get hurt, but he doesn't get attached to no, women. No, it's 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 not. And what would be interesting about this with Rand is that how much a lot of that's probably him, but some of it's probably Luce Theron, and kind of like the stuff with Eliana, and like maybe in the back of his mind, oh, like my lover, I killed my lover. So or whether or not well, it's unclear whether or not Luce Theron killed his. Liana, but like her death is my responsibility is the sense that I got at least in the mm-hmm. prologue and then kind of how he kind of talks about her like to Rand um but yeah and uh, it, and it, yeah it always is somehow his fault yes even uh, though people make their own choices so speaking of female people either dying for or fighting with or for Rand. Uh, do you have anything else on this battle? Anything else? That, uh, just that um, I was, I was searching the book for their name because they have a, they get the specific name. Uh, it's like something about the dragon. I, it's such a long name. It's like, Swaisa. Swisa, oh, yeah. Ama. They're, they're, they're like, um, now just they, they had been with Kuladin, but now they're just like totally pledged to the dragon in a different way than the other Aiel. They they've still forsaken Aiel culture, and particularly when they said because Aiel, uh, one of Aiel's things is that um, this is a dream, and then when we die, we wake up. Oh, um, which is you know, it's. It, it, that's religious in nature. We'll call yes, that religious. Sure. But these Aiel are like, 
No, okay, no. We're part of the Kara Karn's dream, and if he wakes up, then we cease to exist. And I'm like, okay, that slightly crosses the border into cultish. Yeah, because that's because now it's no longer about your society. It's about well, it's this one guy. Mm-hmm. Like whenever it's all about one guy, <laughs> and I find that interesting because um, following Kuladin was. Um, always more slightly uh, cultish than following Rand. So it doesn't surprise me that these cultishly minded people are now yeah. acting this way. They're just on a different side. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, wait, to make sure I understand that, those warriors, I, I know that I've never seen the name, but like they are, because they keep coming up and I was kind of confused by them. Their followers, people who would previously follow Kuladin, but are now Rand warriors. Are they the ones that wear the, like, bandanas? The, yes, yes. Yeah, the, with the white, okay. Mm-hmm. Red and white, okay. Correct. Okay, that, that, all right, that's that, all I got. I'm glad you brought that up, because I was kind of, that cleared that up for me. Okay. Um. Alright, so, anyway, speaking of women that die for Rand, <laughs> uh... Well, I'm putting massive quotation marks and lots of asterisks <laughs> uh, okay. here um, mm-hmm. in that Lanfear shows back up. Um, she does. Yeah, and uh, she finds out that... From Kadir. Yes, from Kadir that, um, well, she finds Ray's out... has been having some fun yeah, while right, she's gone. Yes, uh, with, with Avienda, and she, she doesn't like that. <laughs> Not one, one bit. Um, yes. <laughs> so, she explodes the wagon and attacks, she attacks Rand, but Rand's also there with Moraine, a few, it's a few people, it's Moraine, Egwene, Avienda, Lan, and there's, is this Modi in there? I maybe, maybe not. Um, I don't, yeah, I, I feel like he's it. not. Um, but yeah, so, and then she attacks, she's, she's torturing slash trying to kill Egwene and Avienda because she doesn't know who's who. Right. She's just like, and and she's not exactly the type to be, oh man, what if I hurt the wrong one? Oh no, yeah, it's, oh no, like I, but she would make a terrible mistake. Like, wait, but what do you mean? But uh, Egwene didn't sleep with Rand, so I can't, uh, I I can't hurt her. That'd be unjust. (laughs) That's right. But, Um, uh. My, my fear, this is kind of a funny moment, but this, that fight, the whole fight's, at least from the team good guy, starts off with Rand, like, charging Lanfear with his sword. <laughs> and I kind of... He did the same thing oh, against, against Agonar, yeah. and you're just like, man... The, I know, you you have to, I get you do, it, yeah, I get it, but still. <laughs> like, the, this one was a little more laughable, because, like, at least with, with the other, with the with Agonor... Her and Maureen were, well, until Rand does this stuff in either world, they're the only people that, like, have any clue, like, what these people are. So, like, you know, they're going to have to do something. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, you have four chance, like, I, I know, I, Land still would have done what he did no matter what, but I, 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 I laughed at that a bit. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you have a point. It was just him and Maureen in either world, whereas here, um, well, Egwene and Aviander, 
pretty much incapacitated. Oh, yeah, uh, so you j- so but you still have the dragon reborn and, right there. Yes. So maybe you could have let him hand. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but um, but no, but I, I it is kind of I, and like it may, again, it makes sense for Lance's character, but. Uh, Lanfrey basically swats him like a fly with air, yeah. and then <laughs> that's that for yep. him. Uh, and then they fight, and then Moraine, Moraine dies. Her and Lanfrey both die in the uh, in the archway. Surprise! <laughs> Coming in from it, just 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 like die from the side. Surprise! And, yeah, because and- isn't like she's basically threatening to kill them and Rand's of course, going back to his I can't hurt women thing. Yeah. Conflicted about what to do. And then Maureen just kind of pops up and dunks her and Lanfear into the door frame. Door frame, yeah. yeah. They're not, neither of them are dead. I want to make that, I don't think either of them are, I never thought either of them were actually dead for a second. Let me make that quite yeah. clear. <laughs> but, um, the, the, so there what, was no, the, no, no body. <laughs> so what, ha- but what happens though is, um, is, Lan feels the bond sever. So that's, I mean, especially for him, that's just like, it, it she's she, gone. Yeah, she's, she's gone. Yeah, like she's he, gone. And I don't, he, I think, I would say he concludes that she's dead too. Um, yeah, I, that's I would the, I need to reread it, but I think he, he says straight out. And then, so Rand ends up being like, and he, he concludes the same thing and he says, in not killing a woman, I I'm, led to the death of another yes. woman. So it's like, what do I do? And, and we're just like, have nuance, I guess. Yeah, it's like, well, one of them, <laughs> one of them is one of your arch nemesises, and the other is like your most important advisor. Yes, <laughs> Men- so. the mentor. <laughs> a pretty late. Death for a mentor. Yeah, I kind of, well, but it's interesting though because Rand doesn't really have, she's his mentor, but like, because of how the magic is set up, she can't fully be his mentor. She can't be his Obi-Wan or Gandalf or, Dumb- or Dumbledore. Or, well, yeah, he needs Asmodian. Yeah, he, he needs Asmodian. And that's what also makes the Asmodian thing interesting is, we already talked about this, but the reluctant mentor. Well, or like, yes. or coerced, we should say. Yeah, the coerced mentor. That's um, interesting. Well, and, and their relationship, like, Asmodian ends up, I would probably say, he, he likes Rand by the, as much as he's going to by mm-hmm. the, by the yeah. end of the yeah, he. But, I mean, he seems pretty amiable, he, honestly, c- and he 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 goes out of his way to do stuff for Rand sometimes, and he's even he's often used for comic relief, yes, which is I, really which weird. Yeah, it's weird, but I liked it, and yeah, but I I kind of like that take on the because he well I think he's largely kind of resigned to his fate, and so yeah. he's and so he's kind of like well. All the other Forsaken are probably going to want to kill me anyway, so I might as well just make the best of this situation. <laughs> like, if they're going to try and kill me, and I'm going to die, probably going to die by the end of this, no matter what, I might as well make sure that I take a bunch of them with me. And as it so happens, <laughs> well, <laughs> at the end of this book, um, I, I do I feel a little wrong talking about this stuff with Moraine without discussing the obvious changes she went through both in books four and five. Yes, we should Where do she that. became more... It's it's wrong to say subservient. That's how she presents herself, but that's not really the case. Mm-hmm. Is, is she becomes... Uh, 
she's more gentle with Rand. She, she's more, she she evolves more into like uh, more his advice. She she's more like his advisor as yes. opposed as opposed to like his his puppet master. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. and because she kind of resigns herself to like well. I mean, basically, she's like, I can't, I can't, I'm not going to be able to handle him forever. He's going to have to operate on his own. And he mm-hmm. is going to operate on his own, mm-hmm. like, regardless of what mm-hmm. I do. So I might as well just, I might as well impart whatever knowledge I can to him mm-hmm. before. And it, and it also serves Rand's character well, because he ends <laughs> up using her political lessons, rather, all things considered, rather well. Yeah, I would say so, uh, especially since he was in book two just being like, my game is not to play the game. Ooh, what a good game. I still, I love, I still that think that's such, so funny. That section's great. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, as a reader, you're glad that um, Moiraine is making these steps toward Rand, and then you become frustrated with Rand because it's like, dude, you got to meet her halfway here. Yeah. And he's still like, I don't, I shouldn't trust you. <laughs> yeah, like, you're an Aes Sedai, which is also kind of funny because at the end of this book, he gets, he reads her letter, and she's basically like, don't trust any Aes Sedai. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fair is, because, yes. I mean, she might have said Swain, but as far, I, I think she thinks that Swain is dead. Yeah, I forget what, I forget what exactly... Because she knows the, the towers, they know the towers. Oh yeah, because well yeah, she knows Gwaine. a lie does Amarlin see it and all that. But she thought um, um, Swain was uh, stilled and killed. killed. Yeah, deposed, stilled, and killed. Um, and only two of those things are true. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and then, and then, yeah, you mentioned the letter um, where it becomes clear that she knew that this was going to happen potentially because of what she asked the. The, the snake people. So, alright, so here's the thing with that. Do you think, do you think, so she goes into Ruidian in book four in Shadow Rising. Do you think Jordan, do, do you think Jordan knew at that time that he had her foresee her own death? Well, I, well, now that there's a chance that because the, the snakes answer questions. Yes. And the foxes, Grant Grant requests, Grant requests or, yeah, yeah, or gives. Yeah, I mean, he they gave they gave Matt the gifts, medallion, yeah, or um, a bunch of gifts, um, but not just objects because he has the the memories. The memories. And... Um, so that would indicate that Moraine knew from the Snake People who she um, met with a third through Book Four, so she yes. might have suspected this. Even in book four, her change might have been about that, about I, I know I'm not going to be able to do this forever. That's that's why in book five, she ramps up her – she says, I need to tell you all this quickly. And then yes. there are a couple of moments where like you see that she's looking at him or something else really fondly. Basically, if you go through it again, you realize she is coming closer to her own death and she knows it. No, that that makes sense. My question is more: Did Jordan plan it out? Like, like at the end, of the, when say he's writing book four, did he know that he was going to kill off Moraine in book five? Well, or kill off in quotations. <laughs> but like, um, was she was she going to be removed from the story for however length of time at, at the end of book five? Maybe not. Um, he certainly knew when writing this book. Yes, yes. Um, with but, this one, but, certainly. But there's there's a possibility he didn't know. For book and again, four. I, I'm not. It's not a knock at him. It, I, I'm I'm just I'm in general curious about 
how authors think through things. Mm-hmm. So like Harry Potter is a big one where there's a lot of things where I'm curious about mm-hmm. how far, at what point in the writing process she came up with or knew she was going to do certain things. Rowling and, was going to do certain things. And then things. for Jordan, aside from looking at the dates on certain notes, we'll never know the answer to that question. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. But, and um, I'm sad. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so... Anything else on this? I think we're no. I don't think they, anything else on this. They will. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was. A, it was a really obviously. I mean, Maureen did. She she had to be removed at some. Like Rand has. Rand needed his. Rand needed to be mentorless at yeah, some point. Yeah, he needed his moment. Um, although I like I said, I think they're both coming back. But and Lan has now. But regardless, Lan has now. Um, his bond has shifted to somebody else. Yes, correct. which which uh, Moraine set up for him so that he wouldn't go and An adventure death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, which he can't. Which is funny because he can't really in this in her what he would think of, of as her death. He can't really avenge that since she kind of did the did it. like it was. Oh one yeah, thing. Landfear yeah. went the same way. Right. Um. He might have taken out on the other he, forsaken, or 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 gone through the door frame himself. At, that's I would not have been surprised if he like that. That's, does seem like something he would do. Yeah, he totally um, would. Yeah. Um, okay, right. so, so uh, on to the best part of the series so far. <laughs> um, uh, let's do nine Eve. Oh yeah. Well, let's that's do, part of this. It is, but but, ni- yes. but nine Eve's nine Eve stuff it, yeah. leads into this. So. Um, yeah. so it's, it, before that it's, it's like a few, it's like, you know, getting out of, you know, get, getting on the ship, um, so that they could get to Solidar. It's, it's all that stuff. That's kind of, you know, stuff that happens. With the Wonder Girls, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of important in some ways, but we'll probably not touch on it here. Um. Because it's mostly just them getting from point A to point B, but. My favorite non-obvious moment is, um. There's a lot of, for various reasons, and because Jordan just decided to kind of make this the thing with these characters, um, Elaine, Nynaeve, and Brigitte are like totally um, all at each other's throats, and there's just a lot of tension. Yes. But then when Nynaeve, there's this moment where Nynaeve admits that she's afraid of Mogedian and afraid of, oh, that's right. Yep. Of uh, of of, of Telara and Frio yep. in general, and she's like, "I'm so tired of being afraid," and she starts to cry. And it's not only that she cries, which is a that's a big yeah, that's, that's a big that's thing big for her for her like, absolutely. Yeah. Um, not only that, but despite the mood between them, Elaine and Bridget immediately drop it all and comfort her. Yes, no, that's important. it's like yeah. that's that's. That's that's family, man. That's yes. that, that's family stuff. I, no, I love that's that. important. I yeah, no, that's important. That is a re- that is really big for Nanya, just because she's very much like her, her character. Largely, is I have these emotions, but like I can't show them to other people. I, I I can't show them to other people, which goes back to the at large. We probably go back to her being such a young wisdom and having to just basically tough it up. 
sure tough it out mm -hmm. like when she's dealing with like all these difficult people mm -hmm. um whereas now it's finally like well this is not somebody that i can just tough it out like or at least mm -hmm. i i don't know currently know how <laughs> to tough it out against this yeah. thing and she's she's starting to like there are a couple of moments here where she is uh surrendering which has um, always been her, never does. <laughs> which has always been her trouble with. Um, that's her trouble with. Um, that's 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 her, the whole thing with her block. That's why that's there. Yeah, and well, I I didn't quite know that yet, but it's you know you, you know it has something to do with her anger or why she gets angry or something. Well, yes, but no, that makes sense. Um, she is my favorite. Well. Perrin might still be my favorite, but we haven't had Perrin stuff in this book. Nynaeve is climbing the rungs awfully quickly for uh -huh. at least. Uh, I still really, I still don't like her in books one through three. But like, <laughs> I shouldn't say I don't like her, but like, I really like the development she gets. In no, this, she's in she's this she's, she's no, she's static in books one through three. Yeah, um, yeah. So, all right. Well, why don't we we can go into her stuff first? Yeah, so, so she so she um gets um into the dream and uh, uh, Bridget enters too and tries to help her and Nynaeve turns her into a little kid. Mo or, I'm Mo sorry, Mogedian turns her into a little kid, um, and then Nynaeve uh, sneaks up, but like like manages to get close to Mogedian by pretending to be broken, and then um, decides to create an Adam. That was awesome. It was really <laughs> that awesome. Was awesome. But, but <laughs> I had a little difficulty following that because so the the Adam is made from her control of Teleron Friod. Yes. From from Nineves. And then the idea is that now that she once the Adam is in place, all of the um all of the, whatever Mogedian can do, Nynaeve now controls. That's right, yeah. But the Adam had only been established to con control their use of the power. Yes. Not her use of Teleron Rio. They're different things. Yeah, that's... And especially since the Adam um, was made of Teleron Rio, you would think that... Mogedian's greater control over Teleron Triode would allow her to just so snap it away. So this is probably where we're getting into... So that this would then be a, an example of a problem when you have a... See, I, I'm not going to call Jordan's magic soft magic because it, it's not in its entirety, but Teleron Triode largely is. Mm -hmm. And... This is an example where the character, well, it is an awesome moment. I agree with you that a character, the character uses, the character, she, I mean, she gets the Mugedian because she is, is able to overcome her fear and kind of, and figure out a way, namely like pretending she's surrendering or meek to like get close enough to, um, call her. But the actual mechanism is just, is because magic. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, that is kind of one of, that is a, one of the difficult, or that's one of the instances where soft magic doesn't 
work as well to solve mm-hmm. those big problems. I mean, the the, the soft magic, because I agree that Teleron Priot is soft by design, but it doesn't usually interfere with the hard side of the magic or yes, cause plot no, problems. I agree. And even in Eye of the World, where pretty much all of them, like all the things that Moraine does, um, look soft because we're still supposed to have wow, an air of mystery yes. and like, wow. But in hindsight, I bet if you look at all of the things that she does, it's not actually soft because she just could do all of those things. No, I still don't think it is because, and with her and Eye of the World, you know that, and like you see other Ayas Sedai doing similar things that she, like, to her, and in the eye of the world when they fight the Forsaken, like, the Forsaken are able to do similar, the Forsaken are able to do similar and, and more powerful stuff than her. Mm-hmm. So it's, so I, the, and she doesn't solve all of their plot problems in either world because she can use magic. Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, but no, I, uh, but yeah, overall, I really like that moment, but I, I do agree that it, it is one of those, like this moment, Sanderson would not have, uh, Sanderson wouldn't write it. Now, uh, you know, I, I'm going to stop with the comparisons and that because <coughs> it's, it's a that's a rabbit hole because of mm-hmm. like yeah it's a total uh, rabbit yeah hole that's again. a rabbit hole that and what they're trying to do with magic and their stories is totally different but yes anyways yeah. because uh, besides we still have favorite part of the book to talk about yes <laughs> so. I was gonna say yeah all right <laughs> so yeah so yeah so regardless of how it happens it, it, or, it, how, it's, or how it or how it should or shouldn't work Nynaeve has control of Mogedian and she makes Mogedian tell her everything that's about to go down in Camelin so they so that's where they're at um and so then we yes. have uh the raid on Camelin which Rand is doing as uh so what as primarily as revenge for Morghese's death so I I just want to s- speak real quick on this is not the climax you're expecting. Like you said earlier, you're expecting Kyrian to be the climax. Mm-hmm. And, and in some ways, you could almost say that, well, like, is it satisfying to have... You could almost look at it as, oh, this kind of comes out of nowhere. You could almost... I think the way that Jordan writes it is, it's, oh, this kind of comes out of nowhere, but you know... That makes sense. Like when Rand finds out when the, he, because he set the stage throughout the books four and well three, four and five. Because you see Gabriel initially in book three, he he sets the stage by, uh, by having Gabriel or uh, Ravin take power slowly over the course of these few books. Yes, and, and while it would have, I would have, it would have been a little more gut punchy if Rand had had. An interaction with Ravine before this moment, mm-hmm. I, I think it it totally works because you know he finds out that the mother of his love, mm-hmm. well, one of his Cause, loves. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because we, we see that Rav, um, the effects of Ravine on Morgay's first hand, which helps us with him as a villain, and then um, the way that yeah, yeah, this direct um, well indirect slash direct attack on Rand. Through killing Morghese, um, 
is just is is enough. It hits close to home. That but he's like, all right, we're going. <laughs> we're, we're going, and thankfully, Ravine is a man, so there's no more of this garbage. <laughs> he's like, because Gar- okay, because not here's garbage the thing with with with, with uh, women forsaken. Oh, <laughs> not only <laughs> not only is Morgay's dead, Moraine's dead. Yeah, so, so he's, he's just he's, he's just very... he's just uh, ready to spring at and, this point, and he does, and he, <laughs> and, and he's all, okay. No, he's all ready to spring. Then he sees Avienda, Matt, Asmodian. and Asmodian yes. die, along with several maidens. Probably so, by right, that point. All right, well, all right. So that will so. Well, well, it's, it's, it's yes. okay. Sorry, sorry. I'm. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, Why don't you continue from that point? Well, I wanted to backtrack a tad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really, I really like kind of the the sequence of just um Jordan really manages to get me hyped for this, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and how he writes them preparing, and then kind of the entry is epic because they <laughs> skim from Kyrie into Camelon, mm-hmm. and then they open up, and the battle basically starts right away because the yeah, they, the Aiel kind of go out <clears throat> of the gate, and then by the time Rand gets out, and I. Frogs are already around the city. And that was the big moment for me of like, oh, this is awesome, was when the Trollocs started coming out of the walls or over the walls and stuff. Mm -hmm. Because then you're like, oh, the Dark One really has control of Camelot now. He does. Because it's no longer Gabriel pretend, like Gabriel or Ravian, he'd say Ravian at this point. Camelot belongs to, it has belonged to Ravian for a long time, but now it's just. Yeah, and and, and he's not even pretending. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't need to anymore. Yeah, so, so that, and just the way that that was written, and the moment when he strikes, presumably Ravian strikes down the Avienda, Asmodian, and Matt, I, I, I almost didn't really, I, I had to go back and read it a, like a second time. I was like, wait, because the way that it happens is all this lightning strikes, and you're like, oh, well, Van blocked a lot of it. And, and he then, might have, but the, it's like, it, it was just written like, blam. Um, like there's a flash. Uh, blam. Yeah. Um, Asmodian burned to a crisp. Blam. Matt flat on his back. Um, the medallion scorched. Blam, Avienda falls down and then she dies she, in his arms. Yes. And then, Ravine! That, that was, my, and, alright, here is the one thing about this scene that I would have wanted to see. So, Ra, I forget, and I don't know if it's, I'm assuming it's Ravine that does this, opens up a gateway in the middle of kind of the courtyard to the throne room. And, Rand, at least it seems like it's Ravine that does that. Maybe it's it, sometimes it's unclear because it's Rand is, is 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 not always like, all right, I'm about to, I need to open a gateway. Sometimes it just happens, right? And and, and visually in your mind, like visually, it looks the same. Whether unless Rand says specifically, I'm opening a gateway, it looks whether or not he or Ravine opens it looks the same. But so, so I'll say Ravian opens the gateway, and so you just, and Ryan, Ryan just gazes into him. Then he has the kind of epic scream or yell, and I like just and then he. I just remember this, one of my favorite images is him shooting fire and lightning into the gateway, and then like running through. But the moment that I would have liked to see is that because at that moment it cuts back to Mogedian and Nynaeve. I would have liked to have seen the moment 
where Rand like initially confronts uh, Ravi in the throne room. Because the next time we see Rand, is Modian's already running away from him in the palace. Uh, you mean Robin? Or, no, did I say Modian? Yeah, yeah. Robin's already running away from him in the palace. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm seeing here that all it says is a gateway opened. Yeah, so you don't know and whether. No, I mean, it's, since it's slicing the troughs in two, you have to think it's since Rand's the one there and it's cutting the Trollocs in half you have to think that it's, it's him. probably him but the only thing is what he well uh, yeah I think that's yeah mm-hmm. uh, although at the same time Ravin doesn't really seem to care whether or not he like, oh I'm not saying he would oh, it's just yeah. that again he's not he's not looking at the Trollocs he has no reason to kill those Trollocs that's yeah that, no that's yeah that's true because they are still protecting him mm-hmm. but um but yeah that so I would have liked to have because the next time after that moment, after Rand charging into the gateway, it uh, the next time we see Rand, he's already chasing Robin through the palace. So I would have liked to have seen that initial confrontation, if not mostly, because I would have liked to hear the dialogue that's like exchanged between them. Just because that, that would have been a really cool, like a really cool interaction. If there had been dialogue, at it, all. that's true. Yeah, <laughs> or, or at least that would have been a really cool initial moment of does he or does, does Robin. Does Robin try to taunt him? Does he have time to taunt him? Probably not, considering that he sends... He, cha- oh, he channels into the gateway before through. he goes. So that's true. So it's 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 not it's not talky time. Yeah, no, that's true. No more so, talk. <laughs> but yeah, that was really cool. And kind of how... And then, yeah, but yeah, did you have... Next, basically, then they're in the dream. Then they, again... Oh, and this is the other thing. Is, is Rand... So, how many other people have we seen open gateways directly into Teleron Riode? Rand and the Force, we've seen Rand and the several Forsaken do it now. <sighs> yeah, and that's really what was happening, um. In Dragon that's, Reborn. That's what happened in Dragon Reborn. Um, that's being in the flesh. Yes. In Teleron Riode, in the flesh. Um, and no, that doesn't happen very often. It, 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 so far, it's only happened with, um,. Are those the only two times it's happened so far, or is there another? I think so. I mean, it's it seems to have only happened with really powerful channelers like the Forsaken and Rand. Yes, I don't think it's happened any other time. You have um, even with Brigitte, it was um, it was drastic and it was unnatural. But she was ripped from the dream. Um, that was, yeah, that was a little different. Into yeah. yeah, because there wasn't a. It's not like you have a body and your mind is in Teleron. With her, it was just her, she's her, in Teleron. Her body, and then her she's body not. was created. However, was, however, yeah, because magic. That, that one's, yeah, that, that one's that, because that's magic. That's one magic, but it's fine. It's fine. They also but that one. The next thing that a happens different with the hero of the horn, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. yeah there's probably other workarounds, and and would also, and she almost dies too. Like she, yeah. The like, only reason she didn't is because Elaine, Elaine bombs her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, so there. Yeah. So now Rand and Ravi are in Telarmiod, and I'm probably recounting way too much of this, but um, <laughs> and basically. Not even Ogedian. I shouldn't say save him because he has Ravin on the ropes pretty much the whole. Like Ravin's on the run slash playing defense the whole time. Like occasionally he'll send Bellfire at Rand, but like for the most part, Rand is very much on the offense. Yes. Um, yeah. The um. Is he? And even more. So, and I and I kind of wanted to touch on this too. Even more so than before, 
he's got Luz Theron in oh, yes. his head. And oh, we really yes. are seeing, uh, at the beginning of this book, we were starting to see thoughts that clearly could not be his. But now we're starting to see Luz Theron. We, we're finally hearing Luz Theron speak. Yes, it's, yep, yep. No, it's, and, and yeah, yeah. Yep. So it's really interesting. I've been, <laughs> uh yeah, not even Mulgadian allow Van to end it with Balefire mm-hmm. and yes. finally kill Ravine. Distract Ravine. Uh, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and so Ravine's, Ravine's gone for good. Yes. Um, I, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I, I, I just, so the, my other main thing, visually at least, that I want to touch on is my favorite probably, well, yeah, it, it's probably my favorite image from well my two favorite images and i guess i have three kind of favorite images in this fight are the trollocs coming over the walls rand light shooting the yell and then him shooting fire and lightning into the gateway and charging and then rand comes out back out of the palace after killing ravi and, and he sees it's kind of the trollocs are surrounding a bunch of aiel and avienda matt and ismodian and just the way he paint, he just paints that picture really vividly, and I think it's really cool. Because uh, at one point he's like, "Well, Avienda blocked a Trolloc sword, turned to fight another one, and the and the previous Trolloc erupts in flames." Mm-hmm. Like that, and that, was, and that was really cool because you're seeing somebody not Rand like use. Well, you're seeing somebody that, as I might have mentioned before on the podcast can both fight physically and is a channel. No, but no, I was about to bring that up because you, you, you texted that to me. Oh, yeah. At some point. And yes. I was like, that's true. That's, that's really. Yeah. Definitely. Cause I think it was basically like Rand and Avienda. And I guess a lot of the forsaken can presumably fight hand to hand or with swords. I mean, he duels Bilal, but, um, yeah. And then Rand is, is, you know, as, as much as you believe he earns it, he he is an excellent. He's, no, he's, 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 he's no, great by, with the sword. By, by this, by he's this, just not an Aiel. No, <laughs> by, by this point in this series, with, I mean in terms. I mean he is an Aiel. I just yeah. mean in terms of <laughs> in terms right, of yes, fighting. Yeah, no, I, I got what you're saying. The um, at, at this point in the series, I feel like his character progression and other stuff has earned. Like, like it, it is very. I believe. I believe Rand is a character and what he accomplishes at this point more than I did say in the Great Hunt. Mm-hmm. Like, like this feels earned. Okay. Like the the seek what he does. I just Ra- I just mean his skill with the sword. Yes. Well, and, and even that, what even that stuff now that he does now it feels more earned. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I, my, what I texted was that something along the lines of Avienda and Rand are probably the two most dangerous people in the world in terms of like. Or and anybody that could also do this, they can are both excellent fighters with in hand to hand or sword or spear combat, mm-hmm. and they're also like really powerful channelers. Yes, and, and Avianda, she's not Ram, but she is. A, she's still, she, she's very strong. Yeah, and she probably like a, a lot of that. While she may not be as strong as say Egwene or Nine, she probably has better battle instincts than they do. So, and that while yeah, it's very different that. It certainly doesn't hurt her to have those battle instincts when she's channeling. <laughs> she's she is um, as strong as Egwene and Elaine. Oh, really? Yeah. Avienda. Yeah, is. I believe so. Okay, if I, I remember correctly. Oh, yeah, and then she's... of course Nynaeve is a step above that. Yes, yeah, above, or a couple steps. Yeah. 
There's there there's a there's a tier list. You know no, yeah, the thirteenth depository. No, uh, somebody I have heard of that. I forget where, but I know there's a tier list, and I have thus far and will continue to avoid uh, to avoid the wheel of time. Anything on the interweb. Yes, that <laughs> uh, does that. Yeah, that includes um, characters that you don't know yet. Yeah, I. Yeah, it's so. interesting because I've I've. I, I've been tempted to kind of look up Wheel of Time memes to send you, but I also know if I just type in, if I Google Wheel of Time memes, there's going to be, <laughs> that's not, that, that ends with, say, memory of, probably, probably stuff in memory of light being spoiled, which is not, or, or, <laughs> I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, I'll send you Wheel of Time memes, and right. you send me Stormlight memes. Because we, we were both, uh, in those re- separate regards, were no, a lot what, more. Yes, okay. Yeah, we know what to, what's what's appropriate and what's not. Yes, okay, so, anyways. So, um, anything else on um, on Camelon? On Camelon, I might have had something, but I forgot. This also, this is also feels like the one of the first times that Rand is truly taking the initiative in a way that is not kind of required by I'm the Dragon Reborn, this is something I have to do. Because mm-hmm. he's gotten progressively more proactive as each book has progressed. Because he's, like, he's like, I'll just do something that no one expects, and then he goes into the Aiel Waste, and he's like, I know that these are the people of the dragon, so this is I'm kind of doing it based on this. But now he's making both, as you said, playing the game of houses, making political moves, yes. and making moves against the forsake, other Forsaken proactively. Yes, and, and, and even the Kyrian... Uh, Kyrian, you could say, is well. He's chasing Kuladin, which is part of an I don't know obligation, but I mean, he can't let the Aiel rapid. He's still wrapping up, uniting the Aiel, if you're going to put it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, not uniting. He, he Kuladin has to. He doesn't have a choice to go at whether or not he wants to go after Kuladin. Whereas he, he doesn't have like. In fact, the Vorsaken's plan was for him to go after Samael, right? Yes, like they and was, then they were Robin and Grendel and Lanfear would all take him from behind. Yes, so so like that, so that, so that's what makes this so kind of so cool is he's it, it's proactive, not in a, a direction that's tied to him being I have to do this because I'm a dragon reborn or I have some sort of obligation. Well, it is because it's an obligation he feels towards a, a lot of people, but Elaine being the big thing with this one, but. But but it's it's not tied to his honor or whatever as mm-hmm. yeah and he um but he has he has his plan for uh Kyrian um and now and now Camelon's going to be involved in that as well and we know that he does not intend himself to, to be rule, to rule yes. Kyrian or yeah and then obviously with Camelon as well well we, we we're, he's not sure yet yeah. um, and the one other bit of plan that we see from him is we uh, in this book he says you are not to touch Mazram Tain he is mine or because he the amnesty is in the and the amnesty yeah. so and, and he gives he, him amnesty yeah, and all, Bashir all male says channelers. Yeah. yeah why shouldn't everyone um uh, uh be everyone else be able to channel and Bashir says so what will you do with this army of male channelers is that this, this different Bashir show for the end I of this one? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I forgot if he saw. I know, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. That's a cool 
That's a, that's, that's pretty. Wow, that's it's pretty. It's uh, important. I, I'm not going to use the word cool. It's important. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's well, cool it, and it exciting. Is. Yeah, it, it's it, it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so and I, the other. Well, go, go ahead. No, just the last big plot point is that Asmodian gets killed. Yes, that's right. Um, by <clears throat> and we don't and we God. don't know who we don't know who did it and. That is, I've, I might have already told you, that is a... Big mystery. That's a big thing. That's I, a big, that's a big read and find out. A big Rafa. Rafa. Well, I, I'm almost kind of glad you told me that before because as I'm reading it, that's not something I'm constantly thinking about. Just because you, you've told me that it's not for a while, so I'm like, so I'm not, I, I'm kind of prepped to like not expect to find that out soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But. So, so this is. I know that this was your favorite climax, um, and I, that even includes uh, book six, which which you have read. Yes, I. I, I yeah, I'll say that. So, um, but just but just one through five. Um, this is. Am I right in saying this is your second favorite after Shadow Rising? I, I would say so. I Shadow Rising is my current favorite just because of the most. The most important stuff happens, both kind of character and plot-wise in general. Uh, so that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not, this would be next. Mm-hmm. I think that... I, th- I know that you like to hear this type of thing. I think that your favorite will be book 14. That's... I, I, you've I, you've kind of hinted at that, Particularly but I, because you're not going to be as blindsided by the writing change as I was because mm. I had read I can't remember if I had read no Sanderson before that or read very maybe, little Sanderson. Maybe I might have I might have I might have been yeah. in the middle of Mistborn or something. Or or no Elantris was first. So yeah I might have read Elantris. Um and then yeah I, I I recovered a bit but not fully and I and as as um in hindsight as Great and epic as I book, think book fourteen is. I still um, put like five and six above it. No, that, I think I think you'll like. Uh, I mean, twelve and fourteen, maybe. I don't know. I don't no, know. You'll like those books. No, I'll be. Uh, I'm excited. So, all right. So yeah. Uh, I don't. And I, as I was, I don't think we should at this point. I don't really feel the need to do a do we recommend it because if you're either a still <laughs> if you're a still reading or listening to uh, to our wheel of time stuff at this point. <laughs> uh, but I recommend this book. But yes, I do recommend this book. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, that's it. Well, yeah. So uh, next time we'll be starting Lord of Chaos, book six of the Wheel of Time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is the Acolytes of Merlin. Uh, We're your host, Johnny. And John. And thanks for listening. Mm